What's up, motherfuckers? I have a very bad sinus infection at the moment, and it's literally... My guest here has been here for two hours, and I'm pretty sure... Uh, I still have the knife from when Doug Sharp was here, uh, was it yesterday? Uh, when we were talking about the stabbing story, and I'm pretty sure he wants to pick that up and put it to the other side of me, because I've been keeping him here for so long. But, you know, please welcome my good friend, Jake Boy. <laughs> Jake Girl. Girl. With yeah. a D. With a D. How's it going? It's pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah I was, welcome uh, back. You were in yeah, America. I was. I was there for about three weeks during our favorite uh, Chinese New Year festival. So it was nice, man. I got. I went for an audition at uh, the Hay School of Music, Appalachian State. What do you want to do there? Like to do? I'm. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, go into uh, recording and production. Nice. So I've been doing that. You know, I've been doing a lot of writing and performance here, and some recording and whatnot. So I'm gonna go take to the next level. New York has like. So many like uh, what do you call them? Trade schools, I guess right. you would call them. For recording, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But I don't think any of them are actually accredited, and like it's one of those like really bootleg right. like, type <laughs> type type Discount, of thing. Like, yeah, sale rack. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Burlington <laughs> Coat Factory for fucking for for, <laughs> for, music, for, production. for music production. Yeah. Amazing. But uh, what is the ultimate goal? I guess of that. Like, Man, like, my whole thing recently has been to become a real self sufficient musician, and so you know. I've been performing for years. I write. I want to record. My goal, man, just like Sound City or Muscle Shoals, I want to... What's Muscle Shoals? So Muscle Shoals was the studio in, I believe it was Deep South Alabama. I don't think... It wasn't Louisiana. And basically, it's where like... uh, I think it was like all the R&B people of the day, like in the 60s and 70s recorded down there. They were involved with, uh, I think it was Atlantic Records. Um, the guy just died recently who started it. And the, um, oh, what's their name? The, uh, oh, there's a famous, famous backing band that was from uh, the Muscle Shoals area in that right. studio. And again, they recorded like Aretha with um, just all these people. Ella. I Ella. Like, like I said, no, 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 no. Maybe yeah. even like uh, not Nina. Was it Nina Simone as well? No, some lady with an attitude. I don't know. Some soul singer. I mean, all soul yeah. singers. Got <laughs> I don't know. All ladies got attitude. Right? All ladies got attitude. But uh, but yeah. So in um, my goal is to man. I want to have a studio like that. I want to get. I love all styles. I want to get all styles in there. I and I want to have a band, a house band that can record and perform. Like right. Wolfpack, dude. Wolfpack has been so instrumental in, in this. They were the ones who inspired me to go back. Oh, that's great. Um, you know, you're you're an excellent guitar player. Obviously, I played with you before many times, and still do with the the Mac Daddies right. and such. Edwin, um, it's strange that you want to pursue more of the product. Not strange. It's just it's interesting mm-hmm. to see you want to move to getting better at producing and engineering. As instead of getting better at the guitar, which I'm not saying mm-hmm. you're not, you're, not, you're obviously right, you're very right, very good, right. but like to go to the yeah, band. as opposed to choosing like a performance based major. And what's funny is that, um, well, the performance, see, a performance major, everyone always said is a piece, basically a piece of paper, that right? Says you can play, <laughs> right? Right, like, right. What job are you gonna get like that? So, so I mean, you know, fair enough. And you know, I feel like a lot, I mean, it's good to have teachers, obviously, you know, Ray's been my teacher, which has been. Incredible Ray, our musician friend Ray dude. Joe, very very Ray good. Joe, incredible masters in guitar performance from Yale. If that fucking means anything, yeah. you know, <laughs> which it does. And he also went to the San Francisco Conservatory. Yep. So, um, so he's been teaching. I think it's great to have a teacher. And then on top of that, actually, at the uh, in Appalachian State, you have to be part of an ensemble there. So you actually still have to perform, and you have to take a certain amount of. Uh, like guitar teaching or rather like learning uh from one of the directors now when you say ensemble like i did high school like orchestra concert band jazz band that's what my idea of ensemble is Mm -hmm. there was never guitar that oh jazz band obviously right but like what that's it i mean they have various ensembles like jazz um if you major in classical you know they also have like classical ensembles as well and i think just you know multiple groups that they that they uh put together down there how do you do with classical music I like it. It's it's yeah. not bad. Like, uh, well, so, uh, all right. So I play piano and right. I'm classically trained. Okay, so that's okay. the classical that oh, I'm okay. thinking. I'm a, I you guess mean like classically different. trained, right? Well, what's funny is that like you know, p- 
people, you know, there are, <clears throat> there are like, I feel like there are two different kinds of musicians. There are those who learn by ear and those who learn by reading, like, tablets or sheet music, too. And so I had to be tested on reading, on sight reading, which was, oh, like, that which too, yeah. sucked because I'd never done that. So I went from, like, learning, you know, I'd known some of, like, you know, how to read sheet music and all that, but... You know, so I had to learn and do that, and then read a piece and play, or read a small line and play it for them there. So do do you have in New York? We have in New York. We have this thing called NISBA, NISBA. New York State Music Something Something, and it's Mm -hmm. a test every year where you go, you play. I played piano for it, and it's the same thing. You have uh, you prepare a piece. You have sight reading, and then they give you a piece, and you play. I guess it's basically sight reading. Are there like levels to it? Yeah, there's levels to it. And then. Scales, right, right, and you do all that, and uh, I, I always chose like like fur lease for example, right. It was like the easy piece or whatever. I scored perfect once, which is really really there good. You go. But my sight reading was really good, and I'm really like I I hated playing piano when I started playing piano at six years old. I didn't want to practice. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Classic. Right. Yeah. But now I look back and it's like I'm really happy I did oh, because absolutely. I could read music. Right. But like I mean I play play bass now. It's uh I. It's still difficult for me to... I could read the, the notes, but then to transpose it to the actual bass and play it on the bass, to me, that becomes a little difficult. And that's... And like, when you sight read, you know, it depends on the instrument, because you need to know the positions. Yeah. That's all, that was with guitar. It was the same thing. You know, like, you know, if I see a, a certain C on the staff, C note, then, like, where do I play? Right. right, right. This is all... So what kind of, uh, what kind of ensemble do you want to do? Classical, jazz, or... Well, it was interesting because I auditioned with two jazz pieces, which was also really, you know, different for me because I never really, I mean, I played some jazz, but not much. Right. So it was, you know, playing these solo guitar arrangements of jazz, which was cool because, you know, it was was a style that I hadn't really done. So I'd probably stick with jazz, but I want to do like contemporary kind of stuff. Did you have to learn like brand new things? Uh, I mean, yeah, the, I mean, between like the fucking fingering and chord positions and, you know, it was because this is like and I did one. I did one with a pick and one by uh, finger picking. This is like when did you make this decision? I basically last summer, last summer, I was like, I'm going to go back next year. I'm going to continue to like, I want to go back to study. I want to do this, you know, and cool. so. So yeah, so basically last last summer I uh, I decided to to do it, and then this whole like in the fall, man, I like, you know, I applied to University of Michigan with this huge like this insane portfolio, like three songs that I had to do, and then just like flat out denied super quick. Did they tell you why? No, because no? of course, when do they ever like? They're always like, oh, due to the influx, you know, the load of applicants, which I'm sure because you know what, number wise, they're the second most competitive public university in the U.S. University of Michigan. But you're doing a music program, though. Yes, but you have to get... I mean, now I didn't even know they into, had a good music program to begin with, like... Well, I researched it. They have, a, they have a really good... They also have a good, like, theater, like, drama one, like, things like that. Right. Um, and, and other classical music. But they... Uh, yeah, the guys from Wolfpack, a lot of them actually met there. Really? Yeah, that's actually how I found out about it. And so... But out of 50,000, they only accept, like, 14 at the school. I applied to, to Berkeley. Nope. Dude. And that was two thousand two thousand four for for piano and stuff, and I had like pretty good uh, credentials, I guess, because I played in all the bands and stuff, but uh, in in school, but right, right, but it was not my skill level was not good because I I I just started playing bass in middle school, uh, the upright bass I played in high school, but it was mostly for piano. Insane, but, you didn't keep up with like piano as much. Yeah, well, like piano is a you know, big. I, yeah, I moved. <laughs> that's true. I moved to New York City, and you know, New York City apartments are about yeah. Like good luck getting yeah. down there. Yeah, like this is like your room like, would be the piano, then that's it. Exactly. So there would be no room for that. I mean, keyboard, I guess. Yeah, but it would have. Looking back, it would have been nice. But I'm classically trained, so I can't really jam. I know like the the scales and stuff. But. So wait, okay, because I know you play bass and you play drums, and so you can jam with that. So you're saying that that jamming skill. From like bass and uh, drums, you can't do that on piano. Uh oh, that wow! Because there's like two, which is weird because I play drums and that's four appendages doing right. four different things at the right. same time. 
But no, actually, but it's not even that. It's just like the ability to jam and like kind of go with the flow. Right? Well, because I, I, I overthink too much. I do like I have the bass notes, whatever right. the chord is, and then I have to try to figure out what the fuck to do here. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, because I remember I have, I have some friends who went to a Peabody, the conservatory yep. in Maryland. And I remember that one time, like I was trying to jam with my friend Liz. She is a French horn major, but French she also knows cool. how to play, you know, piano. And so um, we tried jamming, and she was real like clunky at it. And I clunky. just clunky, right? Like her fingers <laughs> are like, did they, like they weren't, you know, she could kind of do it, but not really. Um, so yeah, I was uh, I was always fascinated by the fact that like classical players couldn't jam with you know non-traditional like myself that's how I, that's how i like grew up man my friends and i we would in high school we would just go to our bless his parents man they would fucking let us practice over there all the time in their basement full drum set amps everything well PA. if you read if you read a classical piece i think it's really straightforward why you wouldn't be able to jab because it's like four four three four right like it, it, it goes the time it goes all over the place the whole time i mean so. it's very like structured I get that. Like, I, you, I think the, it's not structured. That's the problem. Wait, jamming or no? The classical music. How is that not structured? Well, because it's 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 uh, it, you have all these different things that are going on. Time signatures are changing out of nowhere randomly. And how are you going to jam over that? No, no, like, no, no, no. Okay, but well, what I'm saying is you're being told what to do. That's true. Okay, I got right. You're being told what to do with the piece of sheet music, but with if you're like, hey, but that's not jamming. No, 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 I understand. Okay. okay. I, I, I think we lost our point. There. Yeah, but probably. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that, uh, okay, well, my thought was always, like, even if you played that regimented music, you could still take elements when someone's playing in a, the key of C, right? Right. You could still, like, be like, oh, okay, that's kind of like, whatever, this fucking box song. And then, like, you can kind of, like, do something from there. But I, I don't know, I wasn't, I wasn't trained classically. So you chose a year ago to, to leave and to do this, and then did you immediately start practicing for... So I, I found out, like, I, I applied to the schools, I got all, you know, all, all that shit in order. <laughs> and, uh, and then I went on to, uh, yeah, to find out, you know, for the audition what I had to do for some of them. And so I saw, you know, I could do jazz, and so I decided to do jazz. Ray and I, my teacher, we worked on it, and uh, and just man, I I've never had something like that where every day for like at least an hour each piece, you know, you're you're practicing four to six hours, and so yeah, it was it was crazy. It was it was great. It felt good to accomplish it and go down there and be like over prepared for everything. So you did you did, you did well with the uh, Appalachian. Yeah. Is there any more? Uh, for now, no. I, you know, I, I might be going to. I, I got into Portland State, and they have a great music program. Esperanza Spalding, like she went there before. Portland going State, to Oregon. Yeah, Portland State, Oregon. SJW territory. Who's SJW oh, territory? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like that video we saw the other day with the those people talking about the differences of men and women, and then they just <sighs> got up and left. We're get, we'll get to that <laughs> eventually, for sure. That's definitely gonna happen. But let's let's. But yeah, so yeah, so basically, right now, if if you know, I get into Appalachian State, it's between uh, West Coast, East Coast, and which place, which place do you know, I want to go, and which, which you know, which scene I want to be involved in. And how many years is like a program? It's like three or four year program. It's like legit full, like full, like bachelors of science in this like degree field. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so I'm I don't know I'm really excited like coming back I was like you know now my schedule's super full here right. with all the music and things that I'm gonna do so I'm like I'm ready to do as much as I can here and then go back and start. Well, you're chapter. you're definitely big in the music scene here. I mean, I've, we've obviously worked together yeah. many times. Uh, what is your take on the Beijing music scene? Because you know, I think you know many people are definitely opinionated about <laughs> it. Uh, you know, as you know, nicely as you could put it or whatever. Well, I mean, I'll be real. Like, I, yeah. I, no, I've always said that the Beijing music scene is awesome. I think it's great. I think for the most part, people are helping each other out. Like, you know, if I can, if we can't do a gig, you know, or my band can't, you know, we'll, we'll offer it to somebody else or say, hey, do you want to play with us? Do you want to, you know, do there's something There's a camaraderie. Else? There is sure. absolutely a camaraderie. I mean, there's, you know, there's also competition that just happens. Like, you know, like people... 
rivalries between bands or people starting new bands that are similar to established bands and things like that. So what about? Well, I think where I'm trying to go with this is uh, like ego. Ego. Because you you know I mean you and I we, we right we've been all over China with the band right True. like True. and we played to very big crowds right but we understood that. Yeah, these are like thousands of people that are watching us, but yeah. they're not there for our music. They're there because we have a white face, right? So like that, if, if I, I feel like many people that their ego could soar from that. So like, how do you balance that? For, well, for me, I always like I never took it seriously because, like you just said, like it's like that one time we had that festival in Maotai, right? right? Small small place in southern China on a river. They make high potent like alcohol down there that's baijiu right they don't they don't really get foreigners down there so uh in that one time that we were like we were like had the back like the you know the stage passes because we were the musicians and those girls were like screaming at us and we're like you don't even know us yeah we don't even know you like you've never heard our music and so actually for me like it's actually kind of depressing in a way because for me it seems like like faux appreci- appreciation, right? They're so, so for me, it doesn't like it doesn't stroke my ego. For me, it's like actually, it's it's kind of weird because it's like one part about going to the U.S. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind going back to where it's like legit, right? right. Like like legitimate appreciation. Like a lot of our foreigner friends, like will come out here, our expat friends, right? And they'll come to our shows, like Nick, you know, like he's a regular, you know, Caitlin, some of these other people, and so. Yeah, like they they just excuse me, you know, the uh, you know the local population they're also great, but it's just this kind of fraudulent appreciation. <laughs> oh man, so, that's a weird yeah. Line. I, I I think I mentioned this earlier. I've been sick, so I've been uh, sneezing and my sinus. Someone get this game. guy some decongestioner. <laughs> yeah, right. Anti sneezing. Fucking terrible. We have to like wait like too long to do this fucking podcast for this, but uh. Yeah, no, but uh, I mean, you know, everybody's got everybody's got a fucking ego. Um, it's you, you got all artists have ego, big or small. There's a little bit. That's why you share it. That's why you make it because you're like, hey, I'm doing something good. I want to share it with you. But I think what I'm doing is worth showing. Is the like is 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 a, is a scene like real? In quotes, like, because, like, way? he, like, for example, like, like, what do you mean? Like, like, what we just say before, you know, we play to all these people, but they're not there for our music. They're there for, like, for us being, you know, a white face or a foreign face or whatever. Well, I so think, like, it, I think it depends on what kind of show you're playing. If we're at, like, a grungy bar, if we're, like, at a temple, like, people are like, hey, and I know Temple people, is like, a bar, by the way. Temple's a bar. Yeah. Temple's this real dirty shit grungy bar, like, Everybody smokes in there. It's black. Like, the entire inside is black. But it's great to play at. They have wonderful sound and a great stage, which is, I mean, it says something. Yeah. Um, um, you're there very soon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, the Hunters were there on uh, Saturday with Ghetto Blaster. I don't even know who they are. But, yeah. uh, but anyway, so I think that it depends on where you're at, like, where you're playing. Because if you're there, people are going to come and want to see you. Just like you with Bye Bye Kitty, your band. 90s, yeah. awesome fucking group. They, uh, do people are like, I've seen them a million times, but I still go because I really like them. Yeah. So that's different. But if we do this festival thing, they're just like, ooh, foreign face. Right, right, right. Foreign right. music. And, uh, we did that, well, before I met you in Malta, it was with Disaster Chat. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we would right. go, we went to the crowd to watch the other bands and it, swarms of people just trying to take pictures, pushing us away. It was surreal. But then, like, you walk away and, and like, to me, it's like, it's not, it's not real. It's not. And you can't let that get to you. You can't be like, you can't be telling your friends at home like, yo, I'm famous in fucking Beijing. Right, like, right. Like, or I'm famous in China or whatever. Like, like do, you, do you see yourself as a local celebrity? I mean... Because people know you. Right, true. People know me. Right. People know like, people the know, people that we're... That, right, that, we're that we play at. with. Um, you know, it's, it's only happening... No, not, not even that we play. Like, people like just recognized like we're recognized right, right. I mean that, I mean it happens you know, but that's it happens because there's like there's a scene and so I mean I've only had like maybe I've, I've had a few quite a few encounters with people like hey like you're the guy from that band the hunters or from that show when we did the funky monks you know right, right so right, right. 
like you know people i mean it's whatever i don't know it, it again like i said it is surreal but you have to come back down to like earth you know or else the ego is like too much and i and, you know uh I, I would obviously not name names, but like no there outing, are no outing. No, of course, but there are definitely people, and you know, they, statistically there would be anyway. Right. Uh, uh, there are people that that it gets to their head, and they're like, "Well, we should be the headlining band, or we should have this, and you know, uh, we should have this much time, or this, that, and the third, or whatever." Like, I, I, and that's you know. who, I mean, and that's who they are. That's their character. And again, like I said, like you know, there's. There's fucking ego in every, I think, artistic artistic pursuit. So they, uh, you know, those people just get that added that added boost. There but is, you got to keep it in check. If you don't, then you, that's when you make there, it. But there, there is make. there is ego in, in all, like like you just said like that. But what I'm saying is like, just in Beijing alone like that is, I see it way too much. It's like, it, it's, it's, it's very strange. It like, you can't just tell them. Dude, you're not like not like a superstar. Like, you know but you I mean? know what? To them, they are because they're getting so much attention. To them, I don't think it matters as much as like where they're getting the attention, as long as they are getting attention. That's a, that's a fair point. And so, if they can, do, I mean, how many people come here? Like, look, I'll admit it. I have done the majority of my professional music career here. I did very little in the U.S. I when I lived in Ukraine for those two years, like I did, like none basically. I right. still played, but not like out. So um, you know, it's just like I don't know. You just have to understand that. I've definitely played more in New York. I've done touring in America, but right, I've done more here to more people mm-hmm. in less time. Than, right. Than in New York. Because New York is obviously fucking hard. Anyway. So which... Okay, so let me ask you then, like, would you say one has been better than the other? Like, experience-wise? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I could give you, like, fun or music, well, like, musically or whatever. I don't want to say that it's easy here, but it is. If you're, like, talented, like, if, we, you know, we had talented musicians right, around right. us. So if you have that around you, it's 100% easier here. Than it is in New York, where like you have, you have talented musicians, but you have way more. The pool is a lot bigger. Yeah, and there's many places to play, and like you have to like build a fan base out of nothing. Here, mm-hmm. you're playing at places where expats are going to be anyway. Right. So and like you know, the bands that we're in have originals, but we are playing cover songs. We still, and you know what's funny is like how many bands start off that way. With covers, like how many you know, musicians and like people? Like, well, well, do you think that though? Though because yes. there are many famous. I I'm reading, oh famous you don't say fa- well yeah but like, and here's the thing like if you're playing music right and you enjoy it, I mean I think I think you would agree with me like music is meant to be shared music is meant to be played like I think what's really cool is that like being able to play other people's music it's fun, and like it really can show you like the appreciation for writing your own too. Yeah, it can give you like influence, inspiration. So yeah, I used to play to uh to uh, I used to play bass to uh, Incubus Red Rocks DVD, all along to that. Right, like, I right. would know all that. Yeah, it, 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 like I would definitely play the CDs all the time. That's like let's uh, what I was saying right. earlier with the Californication. Right, because we're, like, we're gonna do the 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 Funky Monks the, the entire album of Californication. So that's what, like in May. Yeah, so Mikey calendars. When the uh, when did that album come out? Like that's ninety nine, dude. And you know it's crazy. No way, We're doing it on the nineteenth anniversary, which I think is really cool of nineteenth of the album. Right, right. So yeah, 99. so like, and I remember getting that. And I remember playing that, and like, it was just it was just crazy because like you know obviously Flea is a fucking incredible bass player, and we've done and like being able to do like the Blood Sugar Sex Magic show yeah. with that. That was the entire album. Man. That was I mean that Front was a challenge. That oh, was a challenge. Absolutely. And it's something different. And you know the thing is like part of part of like being becoming better at music is playing other music that's been of made course. already. Like that's a huge part. Everybody's done that. Everybody. I think it influences your style. It does. Because you have 
even if you if you if you, if if for example if I play bass and I'm like playing a funk song, man, like an incubus song, then like a punk song, then a jazz song, mm-hmm. that's four different genres right there. Right. That You'll I, take a little piece of each. Yeah, and then you could like make something with that. I think that's just really, really, really fucking great. You know, it'd be interesting. I wonder if you if you took someone like who had never played instrument and who I don't know somehow they had never heard music and you just gave them an instrument mm-hmm. and you taught them the basics about playing. I wonder like what style of music they would come up with, like a style from no style. You know what I mean? Well, because we're all influenced from you but know we what all, we've heard. I mean. I would have to say the majority of people listen to music even if they don't play music. Right. No, everybody does. Right. That's the one thing like everyone has in common at least. Although I think now in 2018, if you were to give somebody an instrument and be like, start, like, like what right, you just said. Right, right. Uh, all you hear is... Trap, man. Trap's here. Dude, there's... In Cambodia, I heard so many new terms that I never even heard of. I can't I can't think of them off the top of my head. New slang? Yeah, and it's it's all the same. You know, like... I mean... I I don't like that kind of music only because I don't think it's right, <laughs> you know. Like musically, yeah. Like it's very minimalist if you want to look at it that way. It's yeah, a very minimalist form of. And music. Uh, like I never know whether like because I've seen tons of DJs before, right. and uh, I did like Dead Mouse when he came out though. Like yeah. he had his own stuff, yeah. and that was really really yeah. cool. And I saw him like when that first album came out. But you have like these DJs now, even around here. I don't know if they're doing their own songs or like... Like remixing or like right. something on others. Right. So like... There's a lot of sampling involved. There's definitely... Well, Sometimes. there's the whole fucking song. It's not even right, sampling. Right. It's like they're literally just pushing some knobs. I, mean, I could be completely wrong about I mean, this, I've but... been like... Listen, like I've worked on like... like with like, you know, the, the software I'm using, like Logic Pro and Ableton. Like I've done... Like I've made electronic tracks from right. like from nothing and some of it like is like just like a drum sample like a drum loop right like right, right. that's it that loops and then you add like i don't know maybe you've got like a rhodes electric piano that you're using right and you just you put that over that and like you know you add some other stuff so i mean you know sometimes they use a loop sometimes they use samples but i mean what's really interesting is that it really brings the arranger out of the musician like what parts are going to go where right Actually, that's, that's probably that's a really good point. And even with like, it's very com- like 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 a composer. It's very composing. Like I I don't know if this is the proper term, but for that kind of music, I would say is definitely simpler than almost all of the other genres of music. But to be able to arrange things like that, it's a good start to the arrangement of music in general. Maybe. So you're saying you think that like creating or playing or well creating that type of for lack of a better term edm music right right where it is just drum and like like the, the drum music yeah whatever thing right. and then you could just add whatever on top of that you have the loop that is very popular true right you don't have to do much with that and then you could just add a melody and boom you have a song right true i mean it's definitely more accessible yeah yeah there is a reason why Guitar sales have gone down every year, dude. Is that true? It is. I, like, I remember uh, that one guy, that Jonathan guy from Fender. I remember talking to him because he used to work, you know, from, with Fender. This is your good friend. <laughs> and he was saying how, like, every year, every year, Fender guitar sales are going down. And I was like, why? And he just showed me a picture of like, like a DJ mix board. Right. I was like, it makes sense. Like, you know, even recently, I was. Uh, I was on an airplane, there was a, a young kid sitting across from me and he had his MacBook up with like GarageBand and like a track, whatever. And I asked him, I said, I said, oh, like, what are you working on? And he said, ah, oh, it's just something like, do you want to listen to it? And it was very like, um, who can I compare it to? Like, it was electronic. Uh-huh. It was kind of like, I don't know if anybody's heard like Bleachers, like this, this, this one artist, like kind of like Jose, kind of, Jose, like, even... take me to church, that guy. Anyway, so so you know, like ambient kind of electronic, but you know where vocals would fit. Dude was sixteen. I was talking like sixteen year old. Well, every uh, I feel like everyone DJs here. Everyone. Well, do they like really DJ or do they just like have an iTunes playlist? 
Well, that, but 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 see, that's that that there that goes back to my original point. Like, I feel like there are different lot, levels to it. A lot, a lot of these people just are have have their, you know, MacBook. They have right. their, not not the turntables like that, you know, that I knew when we when I was growing like up with but, vinyl. Yeah, right. Like the uh, I don't even know what they're called, but you know those little tiny little turntables. Right. And they could just flip through tracks, just click on a track. Or well, whatever. think about it. You don't need vinyls anymore. You can make that sound or have that sample and do the exact same thing with like it's not it's plastic. Not, it's not just, the same like, though. It's not. It's I mean, it's, like I mean, you know, our friend our friend Dojo is yeah. actually spitting with proper vinyls and like. Oh, I didn't know he was actually using yeah. vinyls. And it is. It's it's it's. He's you know. the exception, man. Yeah. Because he's like going about it. Because he's from that. He likes that old school hip hop era. Yeah. I, I I hate the state of hip hop right now. I I think all these like slow, very like little Uzi. Deep, and I like, don't even know who <laughs> these new rappers are. Dude, it's like, weird, man. It is weird. Like, but you know what's funny? They're witty grabbies. You know what's interesting is like we like we say that right. I mean, you know, we're you know we're peers. We're from like the '90s, basically. We you know late '80s we were born. Is it just us getting older where like we can't relate to the modern music when we say that? I mean, I feel like as a musician I could say, you know what, objectively, not very good. I don't think so though, because we still were because in this case we're talking about hip hop. Right. We listened to hip hop at the time where hip hop was fucking great. Right, right. Like even if we it was like already like for example, uh Dre's chronic album yeah. uh like uh anything by Biggie or Tupac right, obviously we were very young when that came out right. but we were still able to listen to it later right. on so we still appreciated hip hop and we were still there to, to, to be part of that hip hop scene and still see artists come out that were really good right. but you could also tell how much worse it's gotten I mean, it's just it's. Would you so c- I don't think it has anything to do with us getting no. older because it's just you think the quality's gone down, right? Because we've actually been able to see that. It is. I mean, I think it's definitely taken. I mean, not my favorable like turn. Or I think Auto Tune destroyed like, everything. Well, I mean, dude, anybody can be like. Remember, like when we were in the studio and yeah. Jerome just fixed that one note that was wrong on Stephen's vocal, and that's like, it. That was it, yeah. and then boom. Like, I mean, that happens, you know, yeah. okay, and then you can fucking fix it. Yeah, it, it's, it's, auto-tune to me is, like, it's so strange. I mean, I, I, I give props to fucking T-Pain, who was, like, the first guy who, like, Pioneer. Really, he, not even Pioneer, I mean, he made so much fucking money off of it. Good for him, you know? I'm gonna buy you a mansion out in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> My That's God, those rhyme schemes. Yeah. Do you think, do you think the 90s was golden era of hip-hop? Uh... Uh, for me, yes. One could argue, though, that the eighties, the eighties, right, when it, like was first out, right, where you had a what? What is it like? Is, is it Cool in the Gang or whatever? Like yeah, uh, Cool in the Gang, they, they, they were like seventy. No, no. Uh, who am I thinking of? Like uh, that Indian DUA. They were nineties. Uh, said a hip hop, a hip and hip. Oh, um, Grabmaster is it Grabmaster Flash? Flash and the Furious Five. Uh, I don't know. It's either like, them or the. the, the Something Hill Gang. Yeah, I didn't know. The Sugar Hill Gang. Sugar Hill Gang. Right. Actually, like, yeah, okay. Oh, thank God we remember that. would have bugged me. Stuff like that. Yeah. I mean... I could argue that that... I mean, I don't... That stuff... The thing was, the beats were fat for that, dude. They were so good. And people are still sampling those beats. Right. Well, because they're running out of fucking right. ideas. But, like... I mean, they were so good then also because no one had ever really heard anything like that. Right. So it's, like, brand new... And it's like, you know, a new way to like, uh, I guess like when, when you hear about the, the, the history of hip hop, it's, right. like it's a story. It's, it's a message, t- yeah. dude. Telling, telling a story. The you jungle, know? dude. The what? You ever heard, uh, what is it? It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep them going. Yeah. Right? I think it's called the jungle. I can't, I think that's, uh, I don't remember who did that. Uh, it's one of the. Da, 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 uh, fuck. Anyway. I know what you're talking about. You know, about, that, yeah. another like, golden song from the 80s yeah. hip-hop. I yeah, mean, see, like, I, I think people could argue that that might be the golden era. But, I mean, I'm East Coast, you're West Coast, obviously. I'm East Coast. Oh, but you are East Coast, yeah, right. Uh, I'm sorry. You, <laughs> but I, I forgot, you, I like, you I mean, like Tupac. I like no. Tupac, who coincidentally was originally born on the East Coast, didn't move to West Coast, so he was like 17. So right. he's got a little bit of both. But right. but I'm, I'm like huge of Biggie. Biggie's my, my favorite rap. Well, not my favorite rap. I to listen to more Biggie. 
I mean, that's it. But, like, I don't know. I think uh, a lot of those guys from the 80s, from the hip-hop, they were from New York. They were from, yes. like, Harlem and, like, Brooklyn and probably the but Bronx, I, think, I imagine. But I think it was, like, Biggie Tupac who really, really pioneered the reality of the life these people were living. It's true. I mean... Well, I don't but, know how much you know about Biggie, well, but like... Well, was, I mean, Biggie and Tupac. Yeah, like, like and, you listen to those lyrics. Yeah, like, Those right. are powerful fucking lyrics. Well, and that was the whole point of hip-hop in the first place. Right. was, like, power and, like, message, right? Right. What was interesting was what that message was. Because in the 80s, you know, it was really about, like, freedom, like, self-reliance, like, standing up to the man, like, power to us, to black people. And then the 90s was, like, that's when, like, gangster rap came out. That's when right. like hardcore rap came out and like and then well, would you I, say NWA was pioneering that? Uh, I mean fuck the police. Yeah. Like yeah. straight out. I mean like, that went all the way up to anthem. the up to the uh, yeah. like the courts and stuff like that. I mean yeah. that was a fucking anthem against like the oppression they were, you know. You know what movie I saw recently on the plane? Fucking Boys in the Hood. Oh, you I ever love seen that. that? I love that movie. Dude, so good. Great movie. Great. With Cuba Gooding Jr., yeah. uh, fucking Ice Cube. Yeah, Ice, Ice Cube. Great actor, man. Like, yeah, he, no. he has a great fucking like, rap career, but his, I love his acting. No, they were... That movie was super good, man. Yeah, Randy, About Randy was and, supposed to be the football player, man. He yeah. got shot at... You know, Ricky, yeah. Ricky, right? Spo- oh, Ricky, yeah. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. If you haven't seen <laughs> fucking Boys of the Hood, go fuck it's, yourself. I mean, I think right. it's, it's... I mean... It's a classic. It is. It's, but, you know, no, no spoiler alerts needed. I mean, you fucking... You should see it by now. I mean, I saw it super late, but... Dude, just, like... I love the constant theme of, like... The shootings that happened there. That was in, uh... That that wasn't in Compton. That was Compton. No, no, no. It wasn't Compton. It was, um... It was somewhere else. Because they went to Compton. I remember... South Central? Mm, I don't remember. Somewhere in California. Are you sure it wasn't? It wasn't. Because I remember there's one scene where they go with, uh... Whoever, what's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s name? His dad, who was uh, the guy who played Morpheus, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. So no, his, that it that it is that's it that it is Compton because he was talking about that he was talking about the billboard. That's but they went to Compton, but they're not. Oh, from Compton. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they lived in like an okayish. I can't even say okayish. I don't know. Anyway, right. So, but I love the constant theme of like how they say like you know look there are gun stores there are liquor stores like yep. they're putting these here to oppress us and like keep us down. And then talking about how, you know, with, um, uh, just like, and then like the black police officer I thought was also like super good because he was racist against other black people. You saw that in that other movie, the, uh, what is the, uh, Straight Outta Compton. I didn't see that, man. You you didn't see that, man? I I know. It's another one I'm late. I'm always late to that stuff. That's, that was such a good fucking movie. I know. Everybody raved about it. I know. Yeah. Dude. Like, that's like I mean I think Boys in the Hood obviously is better because like Boys is so it's good such a good movie but and the helicopters constantly going over too like uh-huh. Cuba Gooding Jr. like he's having sex with that girl for the first time they're like they like they're in love or whatever and then like you hear the you see the lights in the helicopter yep. like man that reality that that's fucking reality yeah I mean do you think like there's still shit like that today absolutely yeah absolutely it's uh, it's getting pretty bad I don't, I haven't been back to the states since. Last February, so I guess almost a year. Uh, but yeah, it's York, definitely you see it a yeah. lot more than I would in the South. Well, like, I I don't come from a rich background whatsoever, but yeah. I still was able, fortunate enough to grow up in like an affluent community after middle school. Like before middle school, you know, grew up, you know, not right. not, not like that. But it wasn't that bad. But in the eighties, New York City was like oh, it's dangerous. Yeah, like people like, talk. I mean, like. Bad. People shoot, shooting crack yeah. at like at like Penn Station or whatever, like with no problem, with no problem whatsoever, and then that got cleaned up real quick. But uh, the New York got cleaned up like real quick. Well, it's still like fucking dumb. But well, I mean, it's my dump. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah. it's a dump, but it's my dump. Hey, we fucking walking here. Exactly, <laughs> I'm walking on my dump. But like, you know, like, but I, I went, I went back right after Trump got inaugurated, oh, and then, well, yeah, and then like I started hearing about all the PC culture and shit, and that, that blew my mind. It's that, something, man. It's um, that that was just like, what is going on here? Like, what are you people dude, doing? Yeah, it's like it's like I've been wondering, like, how did we get so bored? Yeah. 
I think that's what it come, came down to. Like, 200 years ago, people were not worrying about this. Like, Well, they were worrying about other things. Like, well, that's what I mean. Like, you get bored, then you, like, find other things to worry about, and you're like, uh, why am I worrying about this? Oh, well, because I can. I can make a big, you know, deal. I don't know. Like, I, like... Do you worry about that? Like, go back to a college campus? Like, is this, oh, like, th- like, this is why I wanted to transition. You know what? I, yeah, I, a little bit, but I'm hoping that if there's anything like that, to just, like, have open discussion. Even but though, that's a problem. I know, I know. But but the thing is, like, just to, you just got to, like, keep trying. It's a real test of patience, dude. It's sometimes it's, like, with, with either side, with far left, far right. It's like dealing with a toddler who doesn't want to listen. And they got their fingers in their ears going, la, 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 But, uh, you know, I'm sure you've seen, like, the Jordan Peterson videos where, like, kids are literally yelling at him. And he's got the incredible patience. Like, right, shout out to that guy. Yo, like, that's what I mean. You got to have that. But, like, you... You know these, yeah, exactly. They, these people are just like fucking going crazy. And like, how are you supposed to have a conversation with people like that? Well, it's like it's like for example, like we were talking about at uh, Portland State, right, where I might go. Like they had that, uh, they had like a biologist. They had uh, Demore from Google. They had right. another person on the panel, and then like they, uh, you know, they were talking about the genetic, like physical differences in men and women. And the one biologist woman was like, men are typically taller than women, like. Are you going to be angry at that fact? You, you, it's a fact. Like, yeah. You can't refute it. It just happens. She's like, you can be aggravated. You can be annoyed. But why? Well, no, 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 I don't, you can be annoyed. Like, I wish I were taller, right? But like, so anyway, and then in the middle of this, you know, there are like these three students who get up. They're like, huh, okay, bye, making a big scene. They sabotage the sound system. Like, they unplug it. Right. And, you know, campus security, like, I don't know, like, sits them down. I don't know what ended up happening. But the guy in the panel said... You should. You cannot allow people to decide what you can and can't like, like, learn or like hear. You know. Right. So. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, people should. I mean, I'm all for people having their own opinions, their own ideas, and such. But there has to be debate. There has to be well, conversation. Debate's important. Like there has to be like, conversation, and there is none of that. It's. I feel like it's sides. If you're if if you're not on my side, I have to do everything right. I can to like destroy you. If you're not me or my own, then you're like no one. Right, exactly. And that's, that's like that's what, but that's what I keep asking. Like, don't you worry about that? I mean, you're gonna be a lot older than a lot of these. Yeah, people. I mean that's true, and like I don't know. I'm hoping that with are you are you gonna dorm or like no 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 I'll, no, I'll be off campus for sure. Like I'm hoping that with that, like I can just like I don't know impart some fucking sage upper 20 year old wisdom on them like hey like don't like worry about this bullshit kind of thing don't like this you know I mean the thing is that like you you have to be tolerant and I think what's happening is that there's a lot of intolerance to things that should be tolerated like open discussion right well why why do you think we can't have open discussion I think because people are like I think they're worried I think they're afraid they're afraid that like Of either not being heard or the other person, like, winning, so to speak. Like, you know, I, I think they're... Or they're afraid of, I don't know, something different. Either side. Like... But this is different. I, I know, but, like, like, they're afraid of something that's different than their different. Even, you know even I mean? like, like, I have... What, their version. I have, what, like, just one extra year over you here, right? Right, right. This wasn't a thing before we left. No. Was it? You're right. No. Like, I don't remember this, like, uh, being a thing. Uh, like, you know, I know that people were transgender. I know, like, you know, obviously being from New York, like, you know, there's a huge gay community. Or right, right. And, like, we were all open and accepting about it. Like, but what what happened? What I think is, like, what you're getting now is a, it's like a, almost a rubber band type effect, right? Because... Like, before Trump and, like, like during Trump's, like, uh, presidential run all that, like, it went super far right. Did it? And it, it did. Oh, of course. Well, like, look what, I mean, look what happened. Like, you know, he runs under, like, the, the nomination of the Republican Party and whatnot, so. Former Democrat. Right, right. So he's, so, so it bent that way. It, like, went over there, and now it's going back left. Is it? I think the left are destroying themselves, though. Like, well, I mean, you know, one could argue, like, hey, you're not really representing yourselves well. But you can't even go back home and say, like, you're, you're, you're a leftist because they'll just attack you. 
Same thing the other way around. Right, right. If like, you're right. Well, and see, that's why, like, there's no, there's, that's why more open discussion. I was talking to a friend. I said, you know what? I said, like, take, like, neo-Nazis, for example. You don't need to give them, like, an insane platform. But what you should do is you should listen to them and then talk to them about, like, the way they feel or what they think, why that's not, like, right, why it's not like that. Right. You have to have open debate, because if not, then you're in an echo chamber, and that's it. Yeah. And the problem is, it, what happens leads to violence. Well, like, we I, saw... Dude, I went to Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and which was weird, because my dad was like, yeah, like, wow, being here... You know, after what happened, I had completely forgotten. I was like, wow. Because it was like raining. Well, that's, that's, like, that's, that's what happens. Like, these wow, things. there's so much going on, man. It's in one ear, out the other. Man, with Doug last night, like when we were doing the other podcast, uh, we were talking about guns. And I told him there's more guns in America than there are people. Yeah. And he, he fact-checked me. I was accurate yeah. on that. Uh, but like, and that there's all these school shootings that are happening that we just don't hear about. We only hear about like. Like some of them? Yeah. And again, it was what I told right. him yesterday. Like I remember Columbine. Yeah, I don't remember anything before that. There was apparently one in. I can't remember. There was the Texas one in the '60s. I think but that, that was like a long ass. Yeah, time no, ago. but like in my my lifetime, like there was Columbine, and then like like Tech um, Virginia yeah. Tech was the other. Yeah, one. there was that. That's true. I remember I was an I was a senior at Cape Spring in Virginia when that happened. So and uh, it's just crazy. Like it's just like fucking stop. You know, like, well, I mean, well, I think that that issue is like, you know what they need to, they just need to try. Like people are like, we don't want to do this solution. We don't want to do this. Like, just try it. What are you going to lose if you just try it? Like, just make it a little harder for people to get guns. You have to make it completely impossible. Make well, it a they, they changed a couple of laws already. <coughs> Florida is like 21 now. A lot of states 21. Uh, but yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, you know what the biggest thing is? Gun shows. I've bought I've a gun. I, so I'm from Virginia. Guns are down there. I grew up like my father had, you know, a pistol and a shotgun. Man, he taught me so much about respecting guns, like to the point where if someone even has like a fucking like toy gun, like an airsoft gun, like don't point it at me. Right. Like that's how serious it was. And so, you know, I grew up with them when I was 18. My friend and I, we bought a fucking, it's called a Mosin Nagant. It's like an old Russian rifle from World War II. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we had, I mean, it kicks. It's a, it's, it's a big bullet. It kicks. It's like... You couldn't, like, I don't even know what you'd use this for besides sport. If you hunt with it, you're going to, like, blow the leg off a deer, basically. Jesus. It's, 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 I mean, it's a World War II rifle. Yeah. Like, you know. So, um, but I remember once I went to, my friends and I went to a gun show. And there was, a, like, a nice, like, kind of short pump 12-gauge shotgun, black Mossberg. And I remember I'm like, you know what? I'd like to get that. I'd like to, you know, like, start using that in sport, whatever. Go to the guy, talk to him. Let me see your ID. Takes my ID, makes a copy. I give him the money. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. That's fucking crazy. That's so. And crazy. I was, I mean, and I was like, uh, I was over eighteen. Yeah. You know, obviously. And it but, goes. By, I mean, it goes by state. Obviously, you can't. Yeah, it does go by state. But there was no no background check. Like when I got my when I got that rifle, like my first one, I think they had to uh, they had to do a check because we were there for a couple hours. My friend and I. Right. And so I think a they did it. Hours check. That's crazy. It takes like, like New York. It's like three days or something like that. I don't know. I don't know if they like if they like. I, I don't know. I don't know the exact process. But right. um, there need there needs to be more regulation. Yeah, there has to. But, I like. But there's always the argument. You can't take our guns away. You can't it's not. Even, it's not even taking it. It's regulating them. When you regulate like anything else, cars or fucking alcohol or any <laughs> substance, you're not taking it away. You're just putting like. You know, these but you do have those same kind of regulations with guns that you do with alcohol. You have some, but you do. But again, but guns are like you know what I saw this. It's literally the same regulations for guns and alcohol. But I mean, it's under I mean, this like the alcohol, tobacco, firearms ATF, right. right? The thing is though, and I've seen this argument, and like it, like a gun is meant to take a life. That's what a gun is meant to do. Alcohol is not meant to it's like you mean you drink it whatever like but that that's the point of a gun right it's defense whatever whatever right. you want to call it that is one would argue protection over killing that's what i said defense right. like if you want to if you want to call it like at its most just like benevolent cause okay use defense yes right if anybody's trying to but i mean you know why like 
It is the amendment, so right? well, of course, yeah, like, because, I'm, like I'm an American, what do you right? Think? Like, of course. Yeah, yeah, like you know, it's, it's like, the government and that's not why, too powerful. Like. Listen, and that's why I don't think they will. It would take some huge, huge event for people to willingly give up their arms. They won't do it. They Other countries do it. have done that. Well, Australia, Australia, saw Australia, one they, school shooting, and then yeah. it's all gone. And so it's like you know, I've, I've seen, I've seen a lot of stuff like that, but I don't think it'll happen in the U.S. No, not at all. I, I, like there's, there's, this, I, I can't think of another issue that ha- that is so, like and here, strong like that. Here's and here's the weird thing, Canada, neighbor to the north, they have a bunch of guns too, but they do not have the same issue that we have. Right. So what is that? Pills. The antidepressants that yeah, make you I all mean, fucking crazy. I, I that there have been cases of that. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I think the the shooter in Colorado. The guy who shot yep. the movie theater, yep. he was on something like some strange, I don't know if it was antidepressant, anxiety, yep. bipolar. And then, like, uh, you, you get off those meds and, like, that shit fucks you up. The, uh, actually, the, I have a book. I gotta get up Even get, getting off them or staying on them, like, they can definitely have, you know, side effects. I'm, sh- I'm showing him here The Rape of Nan King by Irish Chang. This girl was on antidepressants because she got all fucked up after reading about. Uh, really? Yeah, about this. And she killed herself. Yeah, so the pills didn't even do the job. Well, no, she got off the pills because she wanted to oh. get off the pills, and, uh, and then she did that. Yeah, and it just changes your like, just changes like your whole brain chemistry or whatever you want to call it. You know. Well, they. You know what's funny is like some of the side effects for these like, it's like do they really outweigh the like, the benefits? I mean, I mean, are the benefits really outweighing the consequences? Like for the. Well, I mean, you're talking about the pills. Like, yeah, okay. yeah, like. <laughs> It's insane. Like some of them, you'll still have like suicidal thoughts or like depressive things. Well, yeah, I mean, we, I'm sure you remember those commercials. So, like, for this, so weird. Yeah, like with like all those side effects. Oh, can cause death. Right. Right. Oh, great. Like dying is. I mean. Right. 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 Possibility to just take it. It's insane. But I mean, like these pharmaceutical companies are pushing these things. So, like, but you see where New York was uh, suing, like. It said like suing big pharma. I don't know exactly who they're suing, but um, for like opioid, like opioid, like Long Island takes like, used to take eighty percent of all the op- opioids. I mean, I'm from Long Island. That's like that's that's what's fucking crazy about that. Like it, I, it's insane. Like I know, like I know people like who I went to school with dying from opioids and like pills and stuff. And so I mean, I admittedly you know, like take them. Because well, I I've been taking them for like nine years, and I actually got them prescribed because I like I actually needed them. But it's a it's a really difficult situation like to to overcome. Right. 